excited when your friend was in your face. Put the wrong Birmingham. Yeah. Applied to the wrong Birmingham. Yeah, she did. Birmingham, Alabama, instead of Birmingham in England. Yeah, anyway, these things happen, you know. Anyway, it's it's baking hot and we can't really have the air con on because it's too noisy. Yeah, but um, hey, we shouldn't complain about nice weather, should we? Because That's know, why we're here. That's why we're here. Should we get started? Yeah, let's go. Hola. Hola. Here we are. Here we are. Sunny Spain, recording the episode live from sunny Spain. How cool is that? Oh, it's just wonderful. Um, Valencia was my choice, wasn't it? Because we were trying to look for somewhere to go and uh, just a, a short break. And Valencia kind of ticked all the boxes, didn't it? It was a beach. Well, you want a city by the sea, don't yeah. you? Know? Yeah, city with a beach. Sea, yeah. So yeah, we just did for a few days. Um, in case you don't believe us, you might be able to hear some noise and festivities in the background. There's there's actually a full-on street party going on outside of our door right now, there isn't is, there? Celebrating yeah, yeah. the summer solstice, which was cool on the beach last night, wasn't it? Oh, Wars it was fires amazing, and yeah. Thousands of people, lots of music. and I mean, um, we, we were going to go down and just have a, a quiet... For a quiet sort of... Watch the sunset. And, yeah, that didn't happen. <laughs> but um, no, it was really cool. Although I can't believe I was that guy. Well, I, I can't believe we were those people when we arrived. Oh. Stood outside the door of the property we booked on Airbnb, unable to use the smart lock, sending photos of a door to the host and saying, and we, we can't get in. I know, and we even knew which type of lock it was because that's the sort of lock we're looking for for the hotel in Yeovil, After isn't it? everything we've said to people there and how much we've taken the mick out of our guests, uh, I can't believe we but were those we were people. tired, we were hot in our defence. Well, maybe we have to have a bit more empathy for our guests in the future. What do you think? Oh, most definitely. Well, I think we have pretty much empathy, but definitely we'll have a bit more empathy with them, I think, because... No, we're, we're, we're sacrificing our siesta here, so let, let's get cracking. Okay, let's cool. get into this. Let's do it. Let's do it. We've had a lovely day today, haven't we? Oh, it's just been the best. I mean, who doesn't enjoy walking tour with food? Um, and this is a, an Airbnb food Airbnb experience. experience. We like yeah. to do these, don't we? When we go to an area, we like to do these Airbnb experiences. I don't think it's really a thing in the UK like it is on the continent. I, you know, maybe London, I don't know. But we often like to book these. We're, we're, we're kind of like foodies a little bit, aren't yeah. we? We do like our food and drink. And but we, also, it's not just about food and drink. I mean, Vivi today uh, was great. And um, we're going to put a her handle, her Instagram in... in the, yeah, we'll, we'll give her a shout-out yeah. in the show notes. Um, I mean, because she just gave us such a sort of potted history to Valencia as well, and who knew it was the city of the brave, really? It really helps you get under the skin of yeah. the area, doesn't it? That's the thing. I feel I come away from those things with such a renewed kind of appreciation for where we are rather than just dropping in and dropping out yeah. again. Yeah. And, it's again, it's given us a lot of food for thought about the experiences arm of the business that we're trying to set up back in the new yeah. forest. Yeah, food for thought there. Unintentional. And I think uh, we, we probably owe the listeners a bit of an apology because um, the food tour also involved wine tasting. Um, we've had more than a couple of glasses of wine. Caroline's had um, a few large glasses of vermouth. Um, so if we sound a little bit more vague and a little bit more disjointed, even more than usual, then you know why. why. Hello everyone, my name is Mark Winship. And my name is Caroline Winship and together we run hotels and vacation rentals across the UK. With our team. Well, of course with our team, we couldn't do it without them. And one thing's for sure, there is never a dull moment. You can say that again. Welcome to the Secret Service Podcast. Are we going with the Secret Service Podcast or Secret Service Podcast?
we joke a lot on this podcast about there never being a dull moment. But just when you think you've seen it all, just when you think that you've yeah. dealt with everything, something mm-hmm. else comes your way that you've, you've never had to face before. I know. And it's just bizarre, isn't it? Because, um, yeah, this one's just come out of the blue, really, hasn't it? The well, it's been flagged early by our team, which, which is fantastic. Is yeah, and which that's why you invest in your power team. Yeah. Now, the, the, the key thing is here, like, you don't have to know everything as an investor. You have to know people that do because, you know, we've we've pushed through various planning applications. We've had to deal with some pretty complex situations mm. with listed buildings and conservation status, but we've never come across this one before. What this is, is something called nutrient neutrality. So this was flagged up by our planning consultant um, even before we've actually put in the planning application. So um, it's not something we'd come across before. Essentially, it deals with water quality in the area. So it's specific to the area around Yeovil, but I would imagine there are other areas in the country that come under a similar thing. And it's basically what we're going to have to evidence to the council as part of our application which is a retrospective application for change of use but what we're going to have to evidence is that and satisfy the council is that the the use as a hotel will not place a higher demand on the foul water system than its previous use as a care home right yeah that's right that's essentially it and we're pretty confident we're pretty confident we've got to provide evidence of occupancy levels again in comparison to now thankfully i made some great contacts last time i was down because a lovely chap called roger popped in to see me who, who literally just walked past the window while I was sat in the hotel. He was the previous owner of the care home. Oh, such a good so one. I've been yeah. able to follow up with him and get some indication of their occupancy levels and their usage. And also I made a contact with the lady that actually opened the hotel back seven years ago. So she's a fantastic contact. Mm. She now works for a local letting agency. By the way, guys, that's another key thing. If you are operating a service accommodation business in an area, get to know the local lettings agents. Yeah, because really she was point. fantastic when it came to contacts of plumbers and electricians. Handymen. Handymen, absolutely. So that is a really, really important tip. So she's she was a great contact to make, really, really helpful. But yeah, nutrient neutrality, never come across that one before. So that is something that we're going to have to put some work around to make sure that we can satisfy the council that our our proposed use as a hotel is not going to place too much of a demand on the water system than its previous use as a care home. Perfect. And the key learning is invest in your power team. Yeah, I'm not worried about it at all because, like you say, we've got the power team that, you know, are on this, they know what they're doing. And we know we can just look at it sort of on a a very basic level and, and know that actually the care home would have had residents there full time they would have had associated care staff they would have had three meals a day laundry on site laundry That's on site. The key thing they would it? have had all those things whereas we don't have staff as much as we would love it we're probably not going to be 100 percent occupied all the time and, well, our model revolves yeah. around not being and occupied, no staff. occupied all the time we don't have staff on site we strip that out and we use an external third-party company yeah, for clean. laundry so i think we've got excellent justification and as you said i'm I, it, i'm not concerned and i think that it just again is a fantastic reminder of how important it is to have a team who absolutely know this stuff inside oh, totally, and out. Yeah. I think without that, this could have been something that, that could have tripped us up much further down the process, potentially had the application rejected and sent back to us again uh, for further evidence. Whereas yes. the fact that we're able to head this off at the beginning yeah, is, is just, you know, it's testament to 
having experts yeah. in your team that oh, can guide yeah. you on that process. Really, really good, really good. So, have we um, have we had any listener messages this week? We certainly have. Dawn sent us a DM to say she's been loving the podcast. Her favourite bit is your voice. Oh, how lovely! She says she could seriously listen to you all day. You're just lovely, and maybe you missed your calling. You could do meditation apps. Does that mean I send her to sleep? Do you think? Well, possibly. What's going on, guys? My ego is taking a bit of a bruising here. Caroline is definitely getting all the love on this podcast. I'm feeling a little bit left out. So if, if Caroline's voice is sending you to sleep, then um, please feel free to reach out and um, and show me some love on the podcast. That, that would be great. Um, but no, thank you so much. It's, it's always great to hear that people are listening. And um, it's, it's a funny one, podcasting, isn't it? Because it's quite a one-way. We're sat here essentially talking to each other. We've got yeah, no idea yeah. where anyone's actually yeah. listening listening to our our ramblings yeah and we we we, you know when we started doing this we wanted it to be useful for people and fun to listen to so not pre i always remember you saying i don't want to do a preachy podcast and we really hope it's not done a preachy podcast yeah Yeah. we we just want it to be light entertaining we want you guys to to come on this journey with us and to understand what it's really like to run a business like this so it's great to hear you're listening so thank you so much for showing some love to the podcast but that's not it we've also had a voice note so we've had a voice note from paula so take it away paula Hi, Mark and Caroline. It's Paula Chalmers from Chalmers Property Investments. I've been listening to your podcasts and I'm loving hearing the journey and the um, weekly cliffhangers are great. Um, Yeah, I can't wait for the next episode. I hope you're enjoying Spain and um, yeah, looking forward to um, continuing to listen to what you both are getting up to. Thank you very much for all of the information that you share. It's really useful. Thank you so much, Paula. Oh, thank you, Paula. That was lovely. I mean, reaching out in that way and leaving a voice note, that was just lovely. It's it makes lovely. it more personal, it doesn't does. it? It does. We really want to hear your voices because, as we said, this is totally one way and it's just nice to hear the people that are actually listening. So thank you. It's, and it's great that you're actually getting some value from it and that it's useful as well as hopefully a little bit entertaining. So. Yeah. Thank you so much, guys. Keep the messages coming. We do love to hear from you. Yeah, we really do. So thank you again, Paula. That was brilliant. Now, speaking of cliffhangers, we always feel like we are on the edge of a precipice waiting for Danielle to make another appearance on the podcast. It's that time again in which we spin the wheel on Review Roulette. Are you ready? Oh, Danielle, please be nice. Let's call (laughs) Danielle. Hi, Danielle. How are you doing? Hi, Hi Danielle. Hi. Hi. How's, how's your stay? Very good. I'm actually fortunate enough to to stay at Meadowcott in Milford-on-Sea this week, so with with my family. So that's really nice. Feel feel really honoured. I'm not going to lie. We're very jealous. We're very jealous. We love it there. We love the house. We love the, we love the village. So uh, hopefully you're making the most of it. I think you're going to the the lighthouse aren't you for dinner tonight yes definitely gonna make the most of the weather and the views and the lovely suggestion for the lighthouse so we're gonna see how that goes oh it's just so nice and it's nice to be able to walk there from the house as well because it's what five ten minutes i i have uh 
full transparency, I have staggered back there, back home, or back to Medicot on a couple of occasions yeah. due to the cocktails at the lighthouse. Oh, um, okay. Good to know. <laughs> martini. Oh, that was very nice. Yeah. Oh, it was the chocolate one they did at Christmas that's, once. That's chocolate orange. Oh, God, that was so nice. No way. That's good. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And what about um, your your favourite your favorite of all of our smart locks, your favourite uh, number 16? Oh. Um, uh, did that get resolved today? It did, luckily, yeah, okay. it did, with as minimal hassle as possible. So touch wood, actually, because I don't want that to start up again. When I got the message yesterday, it felt like, uh, are we going into the weekend? Exactly. And as you are going away as well, yeah, this is obviously the, the time to happen. Of course, yeah. It's, it's funny, isn't it, these smart locks? They're brilliant until they're not. Like they're exactly. like 99% of the time, but that 1% when they, they glitch out for whatever reason it might be, it's a bit of a, so what is it a stressful number, few hours. What is, what is it with number 16 then at the night? I don't know what that's about that one. It's Because it's a new lock as well. So it's, of course uh, it's, and it's a new type of lock. So I don't know. It's cursed out. <clears> but anyway, Danielle sorted it as always. As always. <laughs> She's brilliant. She's brilliant. That, so that's brilliant. Thank you. So, thank you. <laughs> right, Danielle. Oh, Come I've been on. putting it off because you did tease it this week, so I'm a bit worried. Hit us with it. Oh, I did tease no. you, didn't I? Yeah. Because yeah. I stayed at, I stayed in the hotel, didn't I? And I sent you a fake guest message. You did. Of, like a parody of all of the kind of guest <laughs> issues and complaints that we get. But Danielle did get her own back. Yeah, she did, actually. And actually, it fooled me as well. Yeah, I, think <laughs> I think we're all square on that one. But, uh, I just thought I had to. I had to return the favour. <laughs> One day we'll read those out in the podcast. If I was more prepared, I would have thought that. We'll read them. <laughs> yeah. But hopefully you've got two real reviews for us. So um, do you want I to do. hit us with the first one? Then we're braced and we're ready. No, I mean, this. I'm going to, in all honesty, this week is quite chilled. I think it's going to um, lead into, I'll, I'll explain a little bit afterwards why I chose these two. Um, cool. But I think it might, obviously, I think you guys might um, realise why I've chosen it. So one is... Uh, great place, little difficult with the keypad, but once you got the hang of it, it was perfect. Place was clean and neat. Only recommend- recommendation is a normal TV, toaster, and more space to hang clothes. Oh. Now, I don't really know what a normal TV is. <laughs> As opposed to the abnormal TVs that we yes. uh, that we have oh, in our apartments. A normal TV. I don't. Maybe it means that they weren't able to access terestrial channels. Oh, I'm thinking that. Yeah. TV, which they depending on they can. It depends on the property as to how they would do that, as to whether it's through like a free view kind of subscription thing or not. So clearly, better instructions needed. Let's let, let's be nice to the guests this week. We'll say better instructions needed um, as to how they access that. That's all I can think and of. And also with more hanging space for clothes. I mean, let's face it, some people take away their whole wardrobe when they go, don't they? So Yeah, but hanging space with clothes. So we we often use, most often use hanging rails. Yes, so we don't really like wardrobes. They get in the way. They take up a huge amount of space. And in reality, people are there for two or three days, or even if they're there for a week, you know, to be able to just hang a few yeah. shirts up or hang a couple of dresses up or whatever it is. I mean, well, I was about to say we've never had any complaints. Obviously, we've now had one complaint, but um, essentially we've never had any complaints about that. We we tend to use under bed storage and um, fold yeah. up um, clothes and then we use hanging rails. Does so, it mean hanging rails? Quite often it, it means that, A, because I don't know, whenever I've stayed somewhere about the wardrobe, quite often it's quite musty which I don't like. So when we've got hanging rails, it's nice. And also the amount of people I would imagine who leave things in wardrobes because they forget to look. Say 
Yeah. yeah. I think at the end of the day, and this isn't being defensive, I think at the end of the day, it's it's a reality is that we're not going to please everybody. Mm. If something is consistently coming back as feedback, you know, and we're consistently getting, we were talking just before we jumped on the recording, actually, what were we talking about that we said to come up for? Oh, Creaky Bed. Creaky Bed at Meadow Cot. And that's come up a couple of times now, maybe two or three times. And then you start thinking, right, you know, we we need to look at it. Like if it's something, you know, obvious that needs immediate action, that will jump out anyway. But for something like this, you know it's you're not going to please everybody and the reality is the the solution we have for for clothes seems to work for most people doesn't it yeah because then again you could get the other way around where someone stays for one night only and you have a massive wardrobe and they say oh the wardrobe takes up too much space so yeah where is this for what property was it it's for the management one settle uh settle okay that's interesting because actually some of those do have wardrobes so that's so it must have been one of those yeah i don't have the exact um, room number but it must have been TV. i thought they TV. had setups like us May, yeah that's that's okay so we need to double check that one then we need to yeah. double check because yeah. i'm not actually 100 sure what the um the format is there in terms of accessing terrestrial channels so that's that's fair enough yeah. and that's the thing like these reviews you know we can't you know you get your emotions uh wrapped up in all of this but you know they are meant to be feedback and we have to try and you know look at it that way as well yeah exactly okay cool okay right so the next one has something in common with the first one that's why i chose it so it is it was actually a good review same property i don't know if it's the same room um and it says very pleasant comfortable and clean not sure why in brackets probably fire regulations but there was no toaster Yeah. Because none of them have toasters there. None do of they? those ones have toasters. No. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. We we actually did a poll when we set up the Madison. Exactly. We ran a, we ran a poll with, I think you put it on the service accommodation group. Mm. Should we have yeah. toasters or shouldn't we? And it came back as a resounding, Unanimous you three. should have to, because you were wavering, you thought, oh, we don't need toasters. But it actually came back as saying, yes. yeah, we do need toasters. So what if I that's tried exactly, to That's exactly what toasters. made me thought. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, you yeah, guys yeah. have got a better memory than me. I always think about that. <laughs> yeah. no, we did do that. You're right. And toast. Because actually, yeah, it was me. I put that out there thinking that it would confirm what I thought, which is, nah, no one's that bothered about toasters. And it was like unanimous in support yeah, of toasters, yeah. wasn't yeah. it? We love and toast. So so we should have we should have remembered that actually and and really we probably need to go back to our management clients then and say look you know yeah. unless there's a reason that we're not aware of because toasters are a nightmare when it comes to fire safety they're the most likely thing to set the fire yeah. alarms off so unless there's a really good reason for that i think that you know toasters is highly sought after so yeah, we'll again go back to the same we've had a couple of fair point to be fair we always certainly put toasters in all of the properties that 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 we own of our own so um mm. So yeah, we probably need to go back with that as a recommendation. So that's a, a fair point, isn't mm, it? Yeah, yeah, that's um, no, good. And I think it the thing it does raise, and this isn't um too bad an example of this stuff, but I know this is one of your bugbears, Danielle, and it gets you tearing your hair out, is when people don't tell us stuff like this when they're there. When they're yeah. there. Because at exactly. the end of the day, like forking out on a toaster is is a is a slightly bigger deal but still not the end of the world and, and actually if you know there's something nine times out of ten we can act on these things right and we can get them sorted pretty quickly but we can't do that if we don't know about it 
No, exactly. And for instance, exactly last week, we had same property. Um, again, I don't know if the same room, but someone said that the um, iron has gotten legs and mysteriously disappeared out of the room. We, within the next day, I said, unfortunately, we couldn't do it that day just because of reasons at staff of the property. But they were happy next day. The cleaning team dropped an iron over and they were exactly, they were happy. So like I say, just mention it. Like I say, nine times out of 10, there's something we can yeah. do uh, within a day or two at least of their stay. So, because yeah. if they don't do that, not only is it frustrating, but it's actually a missed opportunity for us to create a positive out of negative, isn't yeah. it? Quite often, you know, there will be a little couple of bits like that. But if we respond quickly and decisively as a team, sometimes that ends up with a positive review and they might say, oh, you know, there's a couple of issues, but the, the team were, were yeah. fantastic about sorting it out. And I would highly recommend it. So yeah, exactly, we, we're denied that opportunity if they don't. Yeah. To be fair, we do try and prompt for that. So there's a video that goes out with our just <laughs> messaging, isn't there, with me and Caroline, which is so cringy. Um, but <laughs> but watch it. it's designed exactly for that that purpose really is to humanize the whole booking process to say that we are there are owners behind these properties Mm. and you know you need to communicate with us we won't get it right every single time um but if you let us know we will sort it um but it's just frustrating when people and is is there an ota difference here like booking.com is way worse right we did. We we said it last time on the on the previous episode. Yeah. Uh, it's it booking or comments worse. The reviews we get over there. It's just they don't. I don't know if they don't read or they don't. They're not bothered to get back to us while they're staying because we had one a review come back last night. And I think Mark, I sent it to you because I was so frustrated again. Because nine times out of ten, I do not hear from the guest until the review. And then I feel like this particular one um, kind of complained about the heat, which is obviously everyone struggling with. But she asked for a fan and she obviously just complained about the fan on her review. But mention it to us. Maybe there's a there's a fan in storage. Maybe we could have bought one. But then in the end, they leave a bad review and we've never even spoken to them. So that is it's really sad. I mean, it's super easy one to fix as well, isn't it? We have fans, we have fans on site at all the properties. It wouldn't take two minutes to get that one sorted. And like you say, they don't communicate with you. You don't hear from them from the point of booking. Obviously, we send out automated messages, but if they don't reach out to us and 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 let us know that there's any issues, then then and I saw that review that you sent through, and it marked staff down as two point five. Which is no interaction at all. How can you mark stuff then? Because I know Booking.com has the option to then not mark it. So just leave it out then because you clearly haven't dealt with any staff because you did not try and contact us in any way. (laughs) Is is the the mechanism for feeding back on Booking.com different to Airbnb or is it once they've booked, it's the same? How do you mean? Um, I, so, for feet, so, for, so to communicate with Danielle once they're booked in with Airbnb. No, it's the same because they same. go through our same. Once it comes through the platform, they go into our online check-in process. They get our yeah. automated messages. So they they then come under exactly the so same So there wouldn't be any process. difference. No it's difference basically down it's to It's very the, much down to the culture of the OTA. Yeah. And it's it's quite a hotel-focused OTA historically. Yeah. And I think that there, there's not that expectation to have that sort of two-way with the, with the guest. Yeah. Um, and, and that's just something we need to be aware of, um, but it can be frustrating at times. Yeah, because mm. most of the time, well, a couple of times I've had it as well, where the guest booking on booking.com asked me, um, obviously they blatantly ignored the message that we sent them about ch- online check-in, but they they asked me, oh, will someone meet me at the property and stuff like that, where Airbnb don't ask you that, because I think Airbnb's created this 
um persona of you you get this little lovely cottage somewhere in the middle of nowhere so they don't expect someone to meet you at the door yeah. where yeah. booking.com is definitely different yeah 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 absolutely yeah. yeah well okay brilliant i think we got away quite lightly there i do i, do. <laughs> I but... think i think she basically wants to go and have a good time down the lighthouse yeah a couple of views aren't too controversial they can't be too much for us to talk about no i think they were well chosen actually, yeah, because you. they raised some really really interesting points yeah i know they were yeah. good brilliant thank you so much for that danielle um i hope you have uh, a lovely evening i hope that you don't get too much hassle from guests Anyone, this evening yeah. but um so, it's all quiet on the western front as oh, far as i can tell <laughs> don't jinx it please and um yeah we're, we're jumping on a plane tomorrow morning so we are as always hugely grateful um, massively that, grateful. that we've got you, you sort of steering the ship so um while we're away but um you know we're always contactable if you need that's the cool thing we're getting we were talking yeah. about this before we started recording it's like one of the challenges of this business is the fact that you know, things can come up at any time and and that can sort of be a little bit intrusive into family life or whatever. Having said that, the same thing is also the really cool thing about this business is that you can take it with you, run it from your phone, run it from your laptop, wherever you are. Wherever, I mean, you you pretty much single-handedly ran the business from South Africa. Africa yeah two weeks you know over Christmas so you know that that's that's pretty cool and I think yeah. anytime we're getting stressed about it we need to remind ourselves that well yeah but at least I'm not tired to an office like eight till six yeah eight. exactly because yeah. I think when we mentioned it before I went to South Africa um, last December I think one of the maintenance guys up north they were really surprised of how that would even yeah. work yeah <laughs> what you're in another country and I can still talk yeah. to you uh yes <laughs> Fantastic. Thank you so much, Danielle. Thank, Thank you, Danielle. you. Have, Have a, a lovely evening. trip. Have Enjoy a lovely evening. evening. Speak to you later. Bye. 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 I can see exactly why Danielle chose those reviews. They were a great example of the role that reviews play in our business. Right? Yeah, I, th I think you can never underestimate the reviews, the feedback we get from our guests. I mean, we use it all the time, don't we? Like we're in Valencia at the moment. And that's the first thing you do as we go past the restaurant. I'm literally down the street, yeah. aren't I? If I see yeah. something that looks, you know, looks nice, that, that, that looks nice on the outside, the first thing I'm doing is going straight onto TripAdvisor and checking out the reviews. So yeah. that's the world we live in. You yeah. know, we live or die on these reviews don't we and it's it's easy to get defensive it's easy to take it personally and and i don't think there's necessarily anything wrong with that it shows that we care absolutely having said that we've also got to take the learnings from it and we've also got to um use those reviews to help us every single review we get like that helps us become a better iteration yeah, we, we do we always look at these and we look at them and think well how can we act? How can we improve our guest experience from these reviews? Because people have taken the time to leave a review. So it's very important where possible. Sometimes it's not possible. Well, these ones, you, you, you were quite right. So these ones are actually recommendations we need to make to our management yeah, clients. Absolutely. So, you know, this is useful information. Sometimes they can be frustrating. Sometimes they can be nonsensical. I'll tell you what gets my goat sometimes is the reviews. Again, this is a booking.com thing. Yeah, I knew is you were going to say that. When people score, it's a booking com lets you score on different categories yeah so cleanliness customer experience whatever it like i forget the exact categories but you can get guests that will score you 10 out of 10 in all those categories and then give you an overall score of seven or eight they, they, i think the booking.com guest doesn't understand or appreciate the the, the it's a different relationship it's a different model like yeah. the airbnb guests we have they kind of understand the model about how it works 
how it's meant to be a seamless, almost like um, non-contact experience. Whereas your booking.com guests are your hotel guests that have come to the market new and what they, they, they expect perhaps potentially to be met by the host. They expect to have much more contact with the host. And we've been scored sort of a low score for staff and that's because they've not seen anyone they don't understand yeah, that's point. Yeah, we've had that a few yeah. times where, where booking.com guests have scored us really low on staff and it, it turns out that it's not me because um there was any issue with the staff. That, yeah. it was to do with the fact that they never had any contact with staff so they thought well how can i possibly comment and, and give a score yeah. on it and that reminds me there's been a couple of times i wouldn't recommend that you go hounding guests every time you get a negative review but just every now and then and i think maybe two or three times we've done this in the last six years yeah. we have had a review from a booking.com guest that is just just made no logical sense in terms of how they've scored it and we have actually decided to reach out to them privately and say look you know i can see that you've enjoyed your stay i can see that you've scored us really highly in these areas but you've chosen us to give us a seven or an eight out of ten mm. now in our business that can be really harmful as a family-run business and quite often they have actually come back to us and said you know um, absolutely. I loved my stay. I, I, I didn't appreciate that eight out of 10, you know, I thought that was a good score. Yeah. Maybe that's what's missing. Maybe booking.com is missing. And I don't think this exists. I've not experienced it from a user perspective, but uh, maybe, you know, it needs a descriptor. Yeah, absolutely. There's so, no descriptor yeah. as far as I'm aware. That would be really useful, wouldn't it? Yeah, because then guests can see that eight out of 10 well, it's a bit like when you get your school report for your child, isn't it? You, you, you have to have something to be able to validate the score you've been given or, or say what the score you've been given means rather than just, you know, accepting. So re reviews are report. We love all the lovely reviews you get. We get some amazing reviews. You know, we're an Airbnb super host. We, you know, we've got fabulous. But, but equally, you know, we have to use the reviews to help us stay at the top of our game. Yes, I guess that's do. the, the yes. message, isn't it? So we're going to be TV stars soon. Well, not us, but our properties. Yeah. Can I, can I, is this film bombing even a thing? Film bombing? Well, you get photo bombing where you get heads popping up. Can I like film bombing? Oh, you're bombing? going to try and get a cameo appearance. <laughs> yeah. So this is a really interesting one, isn't it? So this is an opportunity that came our way. Now we could, we do get these requests every now and then for production companies looking to use your property or it often does come through as an Airbnb inquiry. So I'll call it your Airbnb property. I don't like that term, but anyway, um, they do inquire about using your property as essentially a film set. Now we have to be a little bit careful about that, don't we? Yeah. Um, let's face it. There are certain types of film sets and certain um, areas of the internet where you might not want your property to be popping up in the background. <laughs> um, and that does happen. And yeah. I've known it to happen. Um, uh, not, and not, to us. not at any of ours, thankfully. Yeah. So, um, but it's just, I think what's interesting about this is our different responses to yes. this. Inquiry. To the inquiry, I think that's a really good point. So this was a production company asking to use the uh, use one of our properties in the New Forest as uh, a film set for their for their documentary yeah. series, and um, we we reacted in two very different ways. So initially. I, I said to Danielle to can it, didn't I? I said, let's forget about it. Just tell them we don't do it. It's not our policy. And, you know, my thing, as we know, is about policies and systems. And, and you're much more about getting to know the guest, finding out why they're yeah. staying. I think there's a, a meeting in the middle, which works quite well, though, isn't there? Yeah, because I, I looked at this and I read it and I thought, mm, they've given us a bit more information than they would normally do. They've given us the name of the production company. 
they've actually asked us questions about uh, perhaps potentially viewing the property so i was thinking maybe perhaps this this uh, merits a little bit more investigation so yeah, you prompted danielle didn't you to yeah. ask some really um key questions to just do a little bit of digging we'll do some research we'll find out if they've got a website in fact actually danielle contacted the company directly didn't she, did. she? Yeah, yeah, yeah outside she, she of the off, platform which you know is um w was important in this instance because it, it was about doing our due diligence and validating into, that it's actually validating this, yes it's yeah. legitimate absolutely so my my approach was very much you know we need a policy on this we can't be you know mulling over every single one of these requests that comes through we, we decide do we do this kind of thing or do we not do it so i'd already told daniel to can it you said daniel well, hold on a second let's have a look into this let's find out let's just try and um, qualify this lead a little yeah. bit more which she did do and it turns out that it is legitimate they're looking to use it for a series called 90 day fiance can't say i'm an avid um uh, viewer, but um, but it but it but it's a, a, a legitimate. Oh, if series. anyone has watched it, let us know. <laughs> if you like that sort of thing. Um, but the bottom line is, Danielle did a great job because they actually inquired about a different property, didn't they? And she quickly realised the kind of thing that they were looking for, and she showcased one of our other properties, and they have actually booked it. Yeah, and they exciting. We had to like revisit our pricing model a little bit because they obviously want it during the day rather than the evening and they want to start early in the morning but that takes out the night before so we had to do a little bit of uh, adjusting to our model but the bottom line is they've booked at a decent rate on a couple of nights that w we would really have struggled to book it was a sunday and monday night now sunday nights in our business is always a difficult one to film, it is it? yeah it is yeah because you've got the weekend the crowd coming in for a friday saturday checking out sunday you've got the working crowd that come in and check in on a Monday morning so Sunday nights is, is always a tricky one to fill and, and also it's a case of you, you kind of think outside the box a little bit and think well where actually could this lead to because yeah. it could they could be have connections with other companies we could you know uh, reach out to them on Instagram and stuff yeah. around the country yeah, yeah cross promotional social yeah. media all of this, these bits and pieces so it's thinking outside of the box and I think one of the things that will allow operators like ourselves to survive and thrive moving forwards is our ability to diversify yeah. and move with the times we so. have to because I mean with everything that's going on we are not immune to all the interest rate rises we know this the licensing that's the coming licensing that's coming in you know and that the holiday market might you know quieten down for a little bit so we've got to reach out more perhaps to businesses so you just have to be Absolutely. dynamic with the way you approach things Absolutely. Don't you? so diversifying is key yeah. but i just thought the reason for bringing that up was um yeah i just think it's really interesting that uh, our two different approaches and how i think you have to have a bit of both of those put that together in the mix and um fingers crossed that's uh, resulted in a, a quite lucrative yeah keep um, you posted yeah. so maybe maybe we'll be featured on whatever channel it is i forget exactly what channel it is Ooh, we should get better at this we should have done uh, this. we will find out Danielle knows. Week. Well, I'm Danielle. <laughs> Danielle knows. yeah that's a wrap for episode six all the way from sunny spain we're off well we might have a bit of siesta first i think we but might do yeah then we're off to hit the beach one more time aren't we before we have we, to uh, we have to hit back. the beach yeah we've okay. got to hit the beach again um but we are back on it next week i will be trekking back down to lovely sunny yeovil at the crack of dawn on tuesday big day for the project on tuesday we've got kitchenettes arriving we've got the fire system being commissioned and oh, we've got to tell everybody about this our new plot hopefully 
Indeed. our new plumber, fingers crossed, coming out to scope the job and have an OZ, at which point I would imagine we will find out if we are still on track to reopen for guests by the middle of July. So that's a little bit of a fingers cliffhanger. Fingers crossed on that one. So speaking of cliffhangers uh, from this week's episode, Will we be able to prove that care home residents are filthier than hotel guests? That sounds so wrong. <laughs> yeah. And uh, will Danielle be able to upgrade us from 90 Day Fiancé uh, to bring Love Island to the new forest? God help us. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening, everyone. Keep the messages coming. We absolutely love to hear from you. Voice notes and DMs on Instagram at Secret Service Podcast are the best way to get in touch. I hope it's sunny wherever you are too. Bye, everyone. Bye. What even is Love Island? Well, I, think, I don't think I've ever watched it. Well, I think it's a lot of beautiful people sat around a hot tub and a fire.